Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. <laughs> okay, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Closet. I have to be honest, Bunny. So I I we I'm a huge Bunny fan. I have talked about you on countless interviews, and he I has. love your act and I love your jokes. And um Bob Monet and I specifically are obsessed with this. Uh, radio interview you did with Bianca Del Rio on Derek and Romaine maybe, maybe like eight years ago. Okay, and yes. We, we quote it and quote you specifically. I mean, almost every day. I mean, we, it is. Give me some quotes well, from it because I, I, I can't remember all my gems. You know, I, <laughs> I've been spouting them for so long. You know, I think you kids call it dropping mm-hmm. knowledge or you did 15 years ago or whatever. <laughs> you um, were. You were talking to this guy who was calling you to figure out how to make a costume. And then it was like a, a um, I forget what the costume was. And then Bianca's like, well, just, you know, whatever. Sew this up in the back and you'll be done. And then you're like, Bianca, I've never seen you like this. So cruel, so wanton, desiring to hurt an innocent <laughs> caller. Well, had you called me Bunny, I would have helped you. And we are so sorry. I mean, we... It, I just, yeah. So that was me fanning out to you saying how, how great I think you are. Oh, well, that's funny. I should watch that again because everyone goes on about that. But, you know, sometimes uh, Bianca is always hilarious to me. But sometimes she goes, she's very matter of fact in interviews. Mm. You know, like she's not like this crazed uh, thing that she is on stage. It's about she's, she's more <laughs> matter of fact. But you know what I think is funny is that, Everybody wants to ask in interviews, like as a parting question, what would you do to inspire young drag Mm. talent? Fuck (laughs) you. What makes you think that we drag queens want to run around inspiring people just because RuPaul is playing, and I do mean playing, a mentor to drag queens? I mean, get real, people. Also, it's like you're still in the game. Why are you trying to help out new people coming up? Who are thinner and right. younger and prettier. Like, I'll tell them. you how to help them. Tell me 20 em. cheeseburgers every hour and pick up a drug problem and then um, <laughs> shoot themselves in the fucking face. Oh, no, oh, no, no, I'm not going to give them <laughs> my secret. <laughs> I have. No, I no. You, have, Mateo, have you guys met <laughs> Oh, you have? Yes, we, we have. have. We were on a cruise. Okay. We were on a cruise. So well, you were on a cruise. Was it a different cruise than the one we did, Mateo? No, it was, Emma, you were on. Oh, that really? Because I went to. Yes, but you were for some reason you couldn't. You maybe your show was the okay. same night or something. But I I remember running to Bunny's. Show. So we so Mateo is also a fantastic here. singer, and just to just to put it out up top, Lady Bunny has is a new song set in Santa's spreading COVID around on her new holiday special with Voss Events, which is on demand now through January fourth. It's this filthy comedy. It's definitely not for kids. More info, vossevents.com slash ladybunny dash in dash W. Well, I hope I did that dashing right. But you did that beautifully. Mateo is a really good singer, too. I don't know if you ever got to hear him sing. And I believe you sing opera. Yeah. I've seen Mateo stand yes. up. I've seen Mateo stand up on YouTube. Yes. I mean, no, no big deal. <laughs> no, yeah. funny, your 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 uh special is called What Child Is This? <laughs> Yes, and I, 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 the image is me holding a very pregnant stomach. So I haven't wasted these nine months in quarantine. I have conceived of this really, truly demonic uh, uh, comedy spectacular, and it, it is the production value is spectacularly low. Uh, I mean, I, I asked them, you know, because I'd done some a, a special called contagious with the same company Voss event and then did another I said let me try doing taping this one at Stonewall and I asked them the night before have you put up any Christmas decorations and they said no Hmm. and so honey Stonewall is legendary Stonewall is historic but Stonewall is also a bit of a dump so I mean it's not where you take your your first date to impress them you know you know so uh, I I knew that I wasn't gonna have time to decorate so I just the the stage is gonna look so pitiful so I just made it look more pitiful and put like uneven garlands and one off center (laughs) 
like something that would make an anal gay just want to just, I mean, to, <laughs> just cry throughout the whole show. Like to, just it, 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 that it, it's production value is so poor that it is punk. That is so cool that you're doing it from Stonewall too. I haven't even have, are they, they're closed down, I'm guessing right now. No, they're oh, actually they... open, and they can open the upstairs cabaret room for for uh, twenty people. But would you believe that um, that uh, I, I I offered twenty friends a seat, and none of them showed up? <laughs> would you believe that? Yeah, why? Well, I can't imagine. <laughs> well, we would have I shown up. They... We would have been in the yep. front row. Well, I, I I think everybody would have been in the front row, but I think I may have confused some people <laughs> because. I have come out as trans. Congratulations. Species. Oh. Trans species. Damn, I said congratulations. And also, what better podcast? I don't know if saying congratulations was the right thing. I screwed up. I'm sorry. I don't know what. I, I, don't, I don't know either. I don't know either, but I'm going to live my yes. truth as a uh, trans species because now my hair is, it was long before the nine months, and now uh, it can hardly be bothered to shave. So it is really like a total swamp thing. <laughs> Big and fat. And just <laughs> quite, quite a subhuman because, you know, I'm from the South, so my manners weren't that good anyway. If there's not any people around, you know, I I'm was literally there with, with the bowl, I mean, the, the pot and the spoon. I was reading that like, you, start, so you, so you started out in Atlanta. Are you from, did you, are you born and raised in Atlanta? I was raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've been there. Which I always like to say with a grand tone because it ain't <laughs> do you ever get a chance to go back to tennessee or no i went there last mm. christmas yes how was it it was my first time being in the house i grew up in with my parents who were still living and uh, in 15 wow. years and sister and, and her family and um boy are they annoying <laughs> 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 i mean uh yeah, I, have they to, were. I have to ask you, Bunny, because I'm sure you get asked the same questions, you know, all the time about RuPaul and Drag Race and the Drag Girls and what that's like, because you are, you know, you you are ever present in that show. I mean, you're in every season. If you're not on the show, you're talked about in the show. There's parodies about you. There's jokes that like you're just kind of this. You're always there. And um, what? What? <laughs> what? I don't know if you've watched the show before. I shall phone my litigator <laughs> at once. But, the you know, you're a true performer. I mean, you are out. I've seen you at the Monster. I've, I've seen you everywhere. I've never been there. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> Ever since oh, the Oh, my place. God. Isn't that the... <laughs> I work at Stone. That has happened to me before where someone was like, I, I saw you. And then they said the show. And I was like, that wasn't me. I do know who you're talking about. And... I'll, I appreciate it, but you, but you I must mean, be very memorable. Yeah, yeah I, know. I know. My first can... memory of Bunny is I was a, a young child, and I, my aunt Cindy would get Star Magazine, and in the very back of Star yes. Magazine, they would have the bad fashion of the week recap, and it had you know so and so, so and so, and then this just Lady Bunny, and it was just this, you know giant wig and I even as like a 11 year old I was like this sparks my interest and then I saw you again when I first moved to New York in the West Village running to get a cab and I was like that's the lady from Star Magazine and then the I lady. Finally... <laughs> the lady. <laughs> but what has it been like in a pandemic and not being able to travel and not being able to do shows what have you been doing you know obviously putting what child is this your Christmas special coming up together but how else have you put, kept and putting on weight? <laughs> putting on weight. I am that, that have really taken to that. You know, I mean, I was always so slim before <laughs> the pandemic that people often worried about me. And I have remedied that completely. Are you doing your own cooking yes. or what are you what are you eating? Oh well, I do love to cook. Mm -hmm. You know what makes anything what, good? You know, no, uh smoke paprika Ooh. i have never had it before the, the the but honey you put it in any kind of creamy Ooh. sauce or any kind of vegetable thing with olive oil and honey that'll hook you up it makes you feel like it's a artisanal slop that your slop great. is artisanal 
smoked paprika in it. It is delicious. I accidentally put, Never just I put paprika in water. There's a drink you're supposed to have that's like the detox diet. And it's supposed to be... Oh, the cleansing. Yeah, but it's supposed to be lemon, maple syrup, and I not put something else. But I dumped paprika in it, and that tasted fucking brutal. Maybe it is paprika, but well, I'm not drinking it again. I, I think it's turmeric. Turmeric. That's what it was supposed to be. But I screwed up. Yes. And I... I I uh, I well, I did the cinnamon challenge. What's that? Oh, when you, when you chugged cinnamon until you choke. No, I never did that. It's this thing that it's a real thing that kids are trying to do, where they like see if you can eat a spoonful of cinnamon and they all throw up or cough. Uh, I mean, it's an old thing now. It, they've done Tide Pods since then, and I'm sure others, but they kind of chilled. That first was the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, I never did that. For right. was that for for Alzheimer's? No, it was, was that, for what oh, was something it? else I can't pronounce. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, it's, it's something that I probably have. Um, I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I'm trying my best to not ask you the same questions. I'm sure that everybody else is going to ask you. But one thing that I know you've been very vocal about, and then we as comics are trying to do with it too, is how do you combat in a very PC culture world and Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and cancel culture, you know, because your act, especially you, you have drawn the line, crossed it, drawn the line, crossed it, drawn the line, crossed it, drawn the line, crossed it. So how do you deal with criticism if you get any criticism and does it bother you? Mm. Um, it, 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 does it bother me? Well, I, I may, I may defend myself if I think that the, uh, the, or, or I may backtrack on something as I have on a few things occasionally. But listen, I've got to do what I enjoy. And mm -hmm. if I have an audience uh, that will, uh, you know, they'll pay to see it. I want to provide content from them and, you know, have it be stuff that I love doing too. I don't understand today's uh, cancel culture in that it's like I've got to shut someone down if I don't like them. Yeah. And this, this really extend you know to uh as far back as was it sam kennison who used to make age jokes it's like babe if that's what makes you and your people laugh i make age jokes and i'm in the gay community right so if that's gonna make your people laugh you, you go get a fucking laugh you go get a fucking nut i'm not here to tell anybody what to do or what to get turned on by or you go watch wrestling or you you know i'd like to see separation of church and state but i don't say nothing about uh swearing the president on the bible because what i'm never gonna win that battle and it's not worth mm -hmm. fighting so i don't understand why people don't avoid who they dislike you know like for example i don't think that um ellen herself was uh doing anything illegal or sexual misconduct but the way that people pounced on them and i'm actually not a fan of ellen and i i was one of those who took issue with ellen when she danced with george bush and saw that mm. you know as i'm someone from the left as rehabilitating a war criminal right. <laughs> the iraq war in which millions of iraqis died so um but i will say ellen came out as a lesbian why can't she, she say, well, guess what? Now you know I'm a bitch. I come out as a bitch. I'm a fucking bitch. And everybody that I hire is an asshole. And we run the, the gamut from uh, sexual harassment to uh, evil, you know, uh, you know, employees. Of and guess what else? I've been doing this shit for 15 years or whatever. And I don't sit around and oversee every decade because I don't have to. And if you bought the the chirpy person that I was, then now you're upset. But 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 now see if you really like me. For, who are really well? Here's why she won't do that because hmm. she can't make money as a bitch because they did buy her as that. But I never bought. Um, I never bought Rosie O'Donnell as a chirpy fat girl who loved Broadway and had a crush on Tom Cruise. I right. could always sense the forced fun in it. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it kind of gave me pleasure to know that yes, she is one of my own and that yes, she has quite a biting wit. And, you know, I mean, the love for musicals seems to be a, you know, a constant, whether she's being Rosie the straight or Rosie the, Rosie thinks straight or Rosie gay. Did they explicitly? Did they explicitly say she was straight, or did they just kind of try to allude to it? 
I don't know, darling, but she did one. She did one movie where she appeared in black fetish gear corset, oh, and they didn't oh, lace the God. they didn't lace lace the corset up. And I'm like, girls, 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 girls. <laughs> if you got that, if, if it has a lace on, please make it tight. Well, I have said that too. We've talked about this on the show, Emma. Where the Ellen debacle, I said her only her job to be nice is is really when the camera goes on. Outside of that, I th- you know, she's running a billion dollar industry. It's like, I can barely, when I was working at Michael's, I could barely keep right. it together. I'm like, this woman is running a billion dollar industry. We can't expect her to be nice all the time. It's unrealistic. She has to be nice for 45 minutes a day. And she's but, done But so see, much. you're thinking rationally. If you're thinking, oh, that nice lady. And then someone, you know, oh, that lady gives me comfort in the day. Or, oh, I got over the fact that she was a lesbian when everyone got mad when she had that first on-screen, you know, female-to-female screen kiss. You know, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it, it, and, and then everyone has to pile on, you yeah. know. It's like, um, it's, it's, uh it's very interesting to me to what people choose to pile on to. So I don't know if I answered your question, but so when Kevin Hart made those jokes about if he found out his child was gay, he would bash him over the head Mm -hmm. with a dollhouse. Well, what happened to the part of the community that said, uh, uh, number one, uh, how could your little ass pick up a dollhouse? And number two, <laughs> I'm surprised your little ass doesn't live in one. What what happened to that part that of our, that wasn't a delicate flower that could stand up in our street in the streets for ourselves when we were not having any kind of glad and HRC and whatnot? So, you know, I I, I don't I don't always understand this. Ooh ooh, we're you know we're 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 totally delicate flowers because. You know, we didn't want to be, and I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't want to shut, I mean, listen, I'd rather, I'd rather some son not have to hear that about his father, even in a joking way on stage. But I also tell very sick jokes on stage of situations that I wouldn't want to talk about. I talk about Bianca wanting her to die all the time. I don't actually <laughs> want her to die. That's a stick. I don't think Kevin actually wants to kill his son, you know, but, but it's just like, if you hate that, avoid it. There's lots of stuff that you can see. And and I, I don't know. I, I, th- we're all sitting around online, so right. uh, you know this. We've this, all we have all dove into our phones. With the, our whole entire existence now is within our phones, and so that's now become the reality. And things like tweets and one-off jokes now become very <laughs> serious. And it's so crazy because if you look around the world, there's actual terrible things happening, but we just get in line for like. Yeah, I mean, look, this is what I say. I'm always interested in what people choose to focus on. And the other day, um, you know, Instagram's more for fun stuff and promotional stuff, but Twitter is more political for me. And I looked on there, and I don't even like to look at what's trending mm-hmm. um, because I follow who I follow and, you know, I have a pretty good, you know, well rounded source of different kinds of opinion. And so I looked at two of the tweets that are trending as political are Trump's tiny desk. And then I think it was Trump's diaper. And I just, you know, took a screenshot of it and retweeted it and said, guys, you know, you won and Trump is going to be gone. Two of the five two of the of the two political trends are Trump's desk and diaper. What what are you looking forward to charging ahead with when Joe Biden right. takes over? What, what what where is your rallying cry and what do you represent? Because if it's Trump's diaper, say so what you wanted to get rid of him so badly, and now he's gone. What what's this? Why why are you why would you be trending? You know, with such silly stuff, what what are you ready to fix that Trump tore apart? Is it the EPA? Is it you know, what what is it? The, the, do, you, you know. do you think it's because it's just uh, these reactions, these quick reactions on Twitter or social media? It's like it's an easy thing to target. Like it's an easy target, right? Trump's easy to make fun of for a small that rather than having to do the hard work, what requires a lot of dialogue and back and forth and communication and research is just easy to make fun of his desk. Like, do you think that that's also part of the problem? Um. Of course it is. And I'm certainly not saying don't make a joke about anything. Make a joke about anything you want. I didn't see either of those as very funny, Mm. tiny desk, tiny hands. We've already been there. I don't know. But it's it's just, 
it to me it's kind of like okay you won now now what are we going to get going with right you know mm -hmm. what what where's your Where's your rally cry? You're still on Trump's diapers. There's none of these cases that he's filed. I think one in, in Allegheny County, I could be wrong, in Pennsylvania, had one like halfway legitimate claim, but it was just about, uh, but it didn't come through. They, all of them fell through, the, 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 the suits. And, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, why, why aren't you focusing on the great things you're going to do? I wonder right. if people, if um, people, it was like some, at first it was almost like an overcorrection. Like people hadn't been able to say stuff in a way where it was like everybody's voice was amplified for so long. So then people started that, or I was kind of hoping that's what it would be like. Then people were swinging so far to, you know, spending their day dancing outside her office because she made that one comment and then maybe it would kind of correct itself to be more balanced. But now it just kind of looks like, I mean, if they're making fun of his paper in his desk it's like there's this void to always be going at something and they just go for the easiest quickest thing that someone else it's like a game of telephone just to attack well but they put have that trend under comedy mm. because that trump's diaper is not a, a policy position right. it's not even anything insane that he said in a tweet it's what the left is choosing to fault him over why don't you show me how the left and the right are different right why don't you show me how the left supports Medicare for all at a time when 80% of Democrats support it, but the president-elect does not. You know, show show me that uh, fire because I, it, you know, it, and someone said, "Well, we want to make fun of Trump because it's cathartic." I was like, "Okay, I'm glad you used that word." I looked it up, and it was like a moment, <laughs> having a moment, uh, you know, where you like in therapy, where you find the root of something, and you know, there's a explosion of in your mind of freedom. Okay, but that's not in the realm of politics. Right. That's right. in the realm of emotions, and I'm glad that Trump is gone, but. Why are we still focusing on if you, if you hated him so much? Unless, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Mm. Uh, when I got on last night and people were hoping that Giuliani was dead and almost everyone that I'm friends with on social oh, media is, um, is, is uh, uh, Democrat, um, I am not a prude and, you know, like I say, joke about whatever you want, but I don't, and I tell sick jokes like that on stage, but I don't think I would put that on a public forum because that just makes the Democrats look like a hate sure. group. And mm -hmm. they've been accusing Republicans of being a hate group. That's what I'm saying. If you are f motivated by hate and just getting rid of Trump, now we've got to deal with what we use the vessel to get rid of Trump with Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And we've got to look at some of the distressing uh, cabinet picks which he has uh, is is either eyeing or has selected, and I, I think that there are some tricks being used to pull the wool over our eyes, and one of them is actually uh, this constant talk of inclusion mm. as being all important. Now, we're, I'm not going to sit here on a podcast called "In the Closet." I mean. <laughs> inside the closet, you know, and talk about, uh, you know, uh, not wanting to be included. Of course I want everyone to be included, but when, when, but what the democratic leadership is doing is saying, oh, wow, we've got the first black woman, not what she represents, not whether she would help either women or blacks, but just that she's a first. Mm. And, you know, here, the perfect example is Neera Tandon, um, you know, I would say I'm um, definitely, you know, was a Bernie supporter in 2016 and 2020. Nira is one that the that the progressive, which is half the party, don't care for. And I've never even heard she, of her. Uh, well, she was one of Hillary's main, uh, you know, mouthpieces mm -hmm. in the media. And she's made a video, uh, you know, abusing this inclusivity and identity politics by saying, um, I'm, you know, my, my, my parents, my mother was Indian. We were very poor, you know, government services, uh, gave us, gave my mother dignity and we were able to buy a house and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And about her, you know, you know, being from India. Okay. But 
in 2012, Nira is one of the few Democrats pushing to cut Social Security and Medicare. Hmm. We're in the worst uh, pandemic health crisis that we've been in in 100 years. And Joe Biden has a long record of trying to cut Social Security. You're going to put her in head of the the budgets? No, this is why I support progressives. Oh, shit, I know about this. yeah, well, this well, we didn't know that Obama tried to cut Social Security, and that was one reason that Bernie Sanders first stepped up as a national. He wanted to expand Social Security, so we actually don't know what is going on a lot of the time, and that is the Democrats, because you know we wonder how Trumpsters can come up with some crazy ideas. The left has its own crazy ideas and its own, you know, mouthpieces like MSNBC, which only spout that. So you would not know that Obama also tried to cut Social Security with something called CPI cuts when he was doing a grand bargain with the Republicans. So people will run around and say, um, I love Obama and wear an Obama sweatshirt and Michelle Obama purse I saw the other day, but they won't say, do I need, am I 58 years old? <laughs> yes. Do, will I need Social Security in a few? Is it money that I worked and put in there? And I don't want anyone tampering with it. I don't support, I didn't support Bernie Sanders uh, because he was Jewish or for, from, from Vermont or old or bald or straight. <laughs> I supported him because he wants to expand Social Security. And this is the deal. Seniors live on very little. Sure. So, so at any rate, so this is actually someone, Neera Tannen is making a video to try and make, put out her softer side, and she's saying that she relied on these programs, government programs, and yet she, in 2012, was on video saying she wanted to cut Do you Social think she's Security. changed her stance? Um, and, or do you think she would? No, she hasn't. She, no, she's part of, the, of, uh, of CAP, Center American Center for American Progress, which people who just, which Stacey Abrams is also involved with, and people just, you know, who are all up in the identity politics, see Stacey Abrams, and and they just think, oh, yes, 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 you know, um, know, what does Stacey Abrams represent? What what are her policy positions? We've got to stop looking at people, you know, you know, like, like in terms of how much they clap back at Trump. You would get along great with my girlfriend. This is like what she, cause we're, <laughs> we're, we've been quarantined and uh, this is what she's, this, you sound, she, she reflects, she mirrors what you're saying too. I got stuck at a Bernie Sanders rally one time. I was on a date in Prospect Park and I'm an idiot and I was walking the wrong way. <laughs> and me and the date, the first date, we're walking her dog, we're walking, walking, walking. All of a sudden we just hear Bernie Sanders all around us through these, you know, giant speakers. And then the rally got out and we couldn't keep walking. We just got stuck in the middle of his rally. So there was like two months where I was like, I hate that guy. Cause that's, I was like, that's how he gets voters. It's like, he, they just get lost. And they're like, I'm in his rally now, I guess. We're voting I was for surrounded. Bernie. Well, I did. Well, it didn't work if you hated him for But months. only because <laughs> I got, st- only because I got stuck and I was trying to go the other way from where everyone else was going. So you I, choose your politicians yeah. based on your own poor yes, sense of direction. Exactly. <laughs> that At is least why America <laughs> is where it is to fucking day. No, I'm just teasing. I, I have a question, not to steer the conversation, but I have lots I'll of questions you about your, your process in mm. comedy. Now, I know a lot of people talk to you about drag and coming from Atlanta and moving with through to New York and in the you know, what that was like, but I have, I have a, you know, I've seen your show a bunch of times. Um, I saw Transgester. I saw, I've seen you, I mean, a couple, I saw you in Aspen. I saw you in the cruise. Um, And you're such a great joke writer. And I don't know, and also a great singer, but we'll get to that in a minute. How did you find your voice in comedy and who, when you were younger, did you look to, to sort of help influence you with the type of humor Mm -hmm. that you do? Oh, I liked uh, Laugh-In, Flip Wilson, um, Carol Burnett, Harvey Corman, Charo, uh, Carol Channing I loved. Um, do, you, do you have a joke writing process? I mean, for us, it's like we started going to open mics and then eventually you start doing bar shows and eventually, you know. So when you're doing drag and drag has so many different forms obviously there's impersonation there's comedy queens there's look there's like so how did you bring your own you know joke writing into your act well 
I've never presented my act as comedy. I think I'm pretty. And I cannot understand why everyone is laughing. So I may be the only one thinking that nowadays, but or ever. But um, that was my process. Oops, I'm doing comedy. <laughs> I think you're pretty. <laughs> I, well, well I, I'll tell I you. Stunning. Yeah, that's why I have the 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 the, the camera off. Uh, the, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pretty that I wanted the camera off. The only one without the camera off. Okay. Uh, so uh, you know what I. Uh, I love sick and twisted humor, vulgar humor, uh, poo-poo toilet humor. And after many years of just like doing my own stuff and song parodies and whatnot, I did start working with a co-writer who is someone I met on Facebook years ago named Beryl Mendelbaum, who is uh, in reality a, uh, an, an old queen from Boston and New York who gave Michael Musto his first publishing job when New York City was full of Divine, Grace Jones, and uh, Sylvester, Cher, you name it, Diana Ross, all of it. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Lawn. I was like, uh, that's a it. great, that sounds like a great night in New York. Divine, Cher, <laughs> just yeah. um, In terms of you know how you tour you go on the road um do you have used like, to <laughs> well well right yeah same same but did you do do you do it through an agent did you do it yourself like what was that i'm just fast here's my thing is i'm very fascinated by you as a person in the gay queer woman. community because <laughs> as a woman um but you're so there's literally nobody like you there's no one that has your look no one that has your Act, no one nobody wants it. it. <laughs> yeah, oh, nobody has my look. Nobody has my look. Please don't tell Trixie Mattel. <laughs> Do you have any ongoing feuds? Because because she's got the look for sure. She's, Too bad she ain't funny. No, she's kidding. She's a dear friend of mine. Uh, there was I, so Bob. Obviously, Bob is my one of my best friends, and um. Mm. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> And a couple of years ago, y'all were performing in uh, L.A. at the at DragCon. And it was so funny because we I was yeah. hanging out with Bob's brother all day, who's very quiet, very straight, very opposite. Oh, I Bob. liked him. I yes. liked him. Yeah, like and, I said, the opposite of Bob. Mm, yeah. I liked him. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we went to one of the shows where it was, I think it was like you and Detox and Bob. It was a bunch of Sir Latrice. And that when you got on stage, Bob's brother lit up put ran to the front of the state like pushing people out of the way to get to you Aww. just to reach out and touch you he was upset and you killed you were the funny i don't know emma if you've ever seen lady bunny dance but she literally glides a, like Ooh. glides like a floating across the stage well honey i, I wish somebody would reach out and touch me right now <laughs> Have you had any but trade did, during the past seven months? I'm not going to be doing that. No, I'm not going to be. I'm, 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 listen, you know what? I was never prudish. Mm. <laughs> I always <laughs> adventure. I, I always had my sexual adventure. So <laughs> I, I could easily take a long break and not be worried <laughs> about it. Plus, I'm at the age where it's not the first thing on my mind. I would feel uh, in a tough position if I were, but I mean, you know, they're talking, you know, s someone sent me an article about how to make glory holes because apparently that's, safer. I'm like stupid as if I need to learn how to make glory holes. <laughs> I, mean, like, I think I, I think I invented yeah, them the uh, back when I get back to you. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, no, back when I was billed as patient zero. Right. Oh, my God. It's when, it's when I invented that. <laughs> Have you been able to write during but, but, oh, yeah, great. a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, so to answer your question, Mateo, I do work with a variety of agents. And so it, one good thing is that I've been doing this for so long that there's actually some clubs that would rather book me through me. Sure. And if, you know, if, if, if so that can work too. Um, but yeah, I, I work with different agents because I learned early on that what they, the agents hate most 
is if they contact a club on your behalf and are standing firm on a price then you go and accept the gig at the same venue with another booking agent for a lower right. price, you are dead meat uh, in that industry because you have fucked the agent over. It's okay if they fuck you over, but <laughs> right, not, you can't right. fuck them over. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You can't introduce yourself by, by, by. so the, you know, if, if there is ever any um, hint of, Oh, did you go around here? Cause you know, I will be on several different booking agents website. I will just get to the bottom of it and find out exactly who contacted when, but here's the other thing. The club won't always tell you the right. truth because they want the one booking agent that has the cheaper price, right. even though you haven't agreed to it. <laughs> Have you ever thought about writing a book? I mean, I know that sounds, you know, like I feel like ever like my mother's written a book at this point, but it's like you have so many interesting stories and also from a wildly unique perspective. Have you thought about writing a book about your coming up from Atlanta to New York to, you know, Wigstock and everything that you've done? No, I live in the present. <laughs> I'm doing more exciting things now than I've ever done in my life. My short <laughs> life. Were you planning on doing Wigstock again this year? I'm sorry. Let me answer your question. You can, I would yeah. love to write it. I would love to write a book. It's nine months. I could have uh, uh, been finished with one, and it could be, you know, in the printing at the printing presses. But I, that, that's that'll be my winter project. I put out a few things online because basically, if you're a dragon uh, and you're not performing online, you're not performing. Right. Okay, so I did a few things with different. Comedy Festival, French Festival, uh, you know, and Amazon Pride and a few things here and there. But I mean, please, basically, except for shows I put on myself, I haven't worked in nine months. Same. How jarring. <laughs> so, was there any part of it where you were like, did you feel relief at all from not hustling around so much? Or what did it, what did it feel? Was it like an identity crisis? It was all of the yeah. above, honey. It sure was. Because um, when you don't have to run home and use your apartment as a draw, drag, excuse me, drug closet, <laughs> that might be right. Drag closet, <laughs> drug closet, uh, you know, uh, get home, uh, fall in bed, order takeout, get yeah. up, put a different wig in your suitcase and head back out again. Then, you know, first of all, it, when you're rushing, 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 rushing all the time, as I was for years, um, and, and hey, I don't, I don't mind because it gave me a little nest egg that where at least the wolf wasn't completely at my door, you know, right, right. now. So, I mean, I do think people should be freaking out because basically if they're in my line of work or anything like it from makeup artist to event planner to, you know, pianist to whatever, honey, uh, your paycheck stopped, your bills did right. not. How does that add up? <laughs> How does that add up? So, you know, it don't. So we all need to be freaking out. But I'll tell you what, I actually uh, had some health issues that I had. I joke about health issues and make stupid doctor jokes in my act all the time. This is where the joke. I actually had time to listen to my body and, you know, and say, shh, when it would say donuts and cheeseburgers uh, some of the time and just say what is going on with you. And I ended up uh, having a biopsy, which was fine and a surgery and then got some other kind of chronic condition under control for now. <laughs> so it, it, I don't know if I would have done yeah. that if I, you know, which, and, and listen, I get a little tired of people who clearly are, you know, well situated saying, Oh, I'm taking this time to learn Hungarian. Right. And I'm like, uh, okay. I hate you. Uh, you know, but it's, it's, you know, it, it, it listen, everything is a question mark. We have, this is going to be a real test of our coping yes. abilities and there, you know, we, we do not know what's up. We have to do what other people say. I like to challenge every, absolutely everyone, you know, um, politically and, 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 and the news, I, I don't, I, I don't go for what a lot of the news says, but I can't conduct 
laboratory tests. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I mean, I'm, well, I mean, other than the ones that I've been doing right. for years, but not, not as not, I'm not a viral uh, specialty. Well, other than HIV. So, um, <laughs> tests I've been conducting. I, I, I've been giving doing free HIV testing in my ass for years. Um, so I think maybe y'all call it call it barebacking now. You're just giving back to the community, buddy. Yes, no, I'm, that's a lie. I'm actually a, a very safe person. It's nice to not have gotten a cold. That's great. Um, from all that, the hand washing, yeah. right? I mean, if we want to look on the bright yeah, side. Yeah, it's crazy. I used to get colds um, constantly. I used to get colds, like, I feel like, and I also realized how many things I would say, oh, I can't do that. I don't feel well. Even even just from phone calls, because I used to be like, oh, how am I? Uh, I'm not feeling well. And I would say that to like wrap up a call or keep it short. And I didn't realize how often I did that until I can't say that because I, I do feel well. And if I didn't feel well, I wouldn't wa want to tell anybody. So I've noticed that big time. How not having Are you actually, grumpy? Are you grumpy? I've been kind of less grumpy, actually. <laughs> but I used to you're always be stressed out. And so I'd always be like looking for ways to like keep it moving. Well, there's not much to stress right. you now. I mean, unless it's like death. unemployment and a disease and death. Yeah. <laughs> friends, <laughs> right. friends dropping. I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. This is my second pandemic <laughs> that you blessed me with, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that you blessed me with. I, I, I will say to sort of echo what you were saying, Bunny, I saw someone sent me like a clip or something of a podcast I did in January. And I just took a look at myself and I was like, I looked exhausted because mm -hmm. I was just always on planes, dehydrated, doing four shows a night. I mean, just like constantly moving. Totally. And then the past nine months, I've been able to be on a rel like relative sleep schedule. I'm drinking water. I'm not on planes. I, I haven't. You can drink water on planes, boo. <laughs> <laughs> you I can. Refuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you flown at all? Have you left? No, I, I, I wouldn't. You know, I put on Facebook months ago, hey, for once, I don't have an opinion. Uh, are you guys flying? What do you think? And the range of answers was fascinating. But two uh, flight attendant friends in Fort Lauderdale said, we're furloughed for months. Six of our flight attendant friends have died from wow. COVID. Another one. Another one said, I've been flying the whole time and my airline takes the precautions and everything is cool. A few weeks later, she had gotten it, had none of the symptoms, but it had scarred her lungs. Oh, my God. And she's in my age vicinity. So that ain't cute. So, um, I mean, that's the thing that I think, you know, people are like, oh, well, Delta doesn't sell out the middle seats and it's like okay that's great but there's still someone two feet behind you breathing in your right. direction and you can't escape that air so look there when i filmed these you know what child is this or the other special contagious or this crazy thing i did with bianca hateful hags network when i've done those I have put myself at risk. I cannot wear a mask and drag and record these things, but that's a risk that I'm willing to take. Others are willing to, with the camera person and his assistant there. Others are willing to, um, to fly, to be with family, or a friend took a bus to DC you know, recently. There will be jobs that you will have to do in places that are cleaner. And although we do want to, to, to not spread the virus and be mindful and, you know, uh, and comply with all of that stuff, we have to earn a living. I mean, there was this thing where people pounced on detox for going down to Atlanta Oh, she's from Drag Race. She's not one of the more memorable ones. I just thought I would no, clarify that. I know. Uh, okay. I'm just really big nose and lots of surgery. Quite quite uh, thin and uh, weird. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I worship detox. But she she went to Atlanta to perform with another queen, uh, maybe Mayhem. And uh, so the, the club did, was like, had those pictures that we're seeing pop up at Fire Island or wherever of a bunch of gay men close together, uh, right. you know, shirts off, you know, dancing. And they came at her, but they came at her. She'd she put like a 
three or four or five tweet explanation that that was very reasonable. Look, Atlanta was mm-hmm. open. She didn't book the party. She's not the promoter. She could have been, you know, performing in a mask, you know, you, you know, uh, all of that. And so now that we've politicized the virus it to, yeah. to where, you know, skeptics are only on the right or loony conspiracy theories and Democrats believe in wearing masks and they hate the ones that won't wear the, the, the mask. You know, we, we, it, it, it isn't serving anyone to politicize this. And I would love to make a video or something that says, Hey, Republicans, you know, you might look at me and see a big old drag in five wigs. <laughs> looking crazy telling dirty jokes smoking weed being an atheist and you're a fundamentalist gun-toting immigrant hating all of it you know republican you know redneck but you know what i don't want you to die and i also would uh do not mind arguing with you to persuade you i'll argue with the wall um but (laughs) but i i I, um i i I, we in in america in 2013 americans of of both parties gave millions and millions i don't even know how much to thailand after they had that typhoon we we didn't have any business interests over there there was just a vacation area was swept away and we felt we as a nation we felt awful about it and that's not that long ago i i I, we can get back there and honey i'm one of the ones that they will call on the far left that does not want to uh to to uh compromise with republicans on things like cutting social security so i I, i'm not saying be like them or or i'm just saying value enough to where you can press their case and change their mind and if we can't get people on board with medicare for all in the uh when 80 percent of democrats support it in a small and we're in a pandemic like we haven't seen since 1918 which i believe chad michaels remembers um (laughs) uh you know we when when, when are we going to get on it i mean it's like is this a representational government there this is our money the tax dollars and they're just about to pass a huge 740 billion dollar um defense Relief bill, bill. yeah D- defense bill oh it's a defense bill. I thought you were talking about no, the yeah yeah bill the, with... so so it's it's only a couple hundred billion less right than the uh than the stimulus and the stimulus doesn't even include the 1200 what are your favorite that they're, news that they're working uh, like where do you get all your news info I like the hill.com oh, to- has a show with a, a crystal ball, which is a bizarre name for a newscaster, but she's quite brilliant. And she's a progressive from the I left. I used to go on that website and she, all the time in college. I, I forgot about it. It's great. Well, it, 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 it it's interesting because Sagar, the co-host, is a, 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 an American Indian conservative, but with a populist streak. So these are two people that are calling out corruption and calling out both Mitch McConnell, um, you know, which the, we'll often hear, you know, as a hold up to the stimulus. But Nancy Pelosi also messed that right. up, you know. So, I mean, it's, I mean, there was talk for, of, of people not supporting her as a speaker and possibly getting Hakeem Jeffries, a very nice looking uh, representative from New York. Even though- I, w- I would just like to point out, Bunny, when you said that you were wearing five wigs, do you think any of those... <laughs> uh, um, uh, that was just my beard. <laughs> yeah. I was like, do you think that they know that those that your one giant wig is actually five wigs? They have no. That's why they need to understand me. (laughs) They need to understand me and they need to refer to me as my current gender conjugation. Uh, Which was five wigger, five wigger. That's a five wigger. Uh, some, if I'm a four wigger, they have to, they have to be sensitive to it and know that that's only four wigs. So don't call me five wigs. Oh my god! All right, I want. I'm living go. my journey. <laughs> I'm living my truth. Before we go, I want you to talk a little bit more about what child is this. So, could you tell us a little bit more about 
what are the song parodies you're going to have on there and what are the kinds of things we can expect when we watch it? I have been, uh, I did an interview before this and I had lunch with a friend, but if I may try to see the Christmas parodies, it, it might get you in the Christmas mood, especially if you have on earplugs. Yeah. Um, uh, the restroom door said gentlemen, but I was in full drag. I tried to use the ladies room till someone yelled out fag. I claimed I was transgendered, but they knew it was a gag. Then the janitor showed me the door, showed me the door. That is why I pooped upon the floor. Isn't that I love cute? It. So good. <laughs> it's, I mean, to work all that in and then end in shitting on the floor. Uh. I mean, that's that's my best. Well, you somehow remain wildly classy. That's what's that's the bunny. <laughs> That'd be a good name the, for an album. That's the bunny's secret. Is bunny could think about shitting on the floor, but there's a classiness about it. Well, I don't know about that. You, th th this, this production value of this looks like a 1980s cable show. But, you know, I do give you four costumes. I mean, seven costumes, four wiggers. I'm a four-wigger. And uh, it, in, in the four different wigs, not at the same time. I don't even know the number myself. Uh, so I was uh, kidding earlier. But it's um, I, I do a, a, a version of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Can you give us a little bit of that? I, sh I should I should know it better, but I lazily <laughs> read it off of paper. Um, we, we, I can look at it. I can look for it quickly. You're like Streisand. She you, can't. She has to perform with a teleprompter. She can't perform her own. Song. Oh no, she's worse than that. It, Streisand can still perform. Um, <laughs> Twas a month after Christmas, and at the White House, the Trumps are still there. They refuse to move out. The doors are nailed shut and the shutters are locked. Even the secretest tunnels are blocked. Don Jr. and Eric deep under their bedding, while Melania burns the prenup from her wedding. It just goes on and on and on and on. And oh. even Hunter Biden makes an appearance. He does. Which is my favorite moment in the show. Actually, my favorite moment in the show that made me howl is when I knew that they weren't going to have any decorations, I picked up some stuff at like Walgreens and I got an electric candle. And not even Walgreens, CVS, honey. I picked up a, it's, and and we put this wrinkled silver drape behind it and told the cameraman to film it because I knew some of the segues weren't going to make any sense at all. <laughs> and then he could cut over to like a pathetic candle with some gay ass drape you know, at Stonewall. But, you know, I mean, listen, I, I, one thing I got to tell you about this special, uh, you want to talk about authentic, honey, this is like the, the, the intruder. So this is the, the same back alley bitch from from the 80s <laughs> still i mean this is this is ye old school <laughs> drag <laughs> and, uh i mean not in terms of doing numbers from chicago but right. uh, this, right. is, this is ye old school rotten you know uh drag and there's lots I, of parodies there's an intro video which i think beats the band of me running around in new york um uh, in a shopping holiday look, which is totally absurd. And I was, uh, I, 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 I always like to go to gigs in drag and see what reaction the look on the street is. But of course I was in many like different tourist areas. And what I thought was so hilarious is that even though I was wearing a big giant, you know, cape and I'm big, you know, whatever, and, a, and kind of like a matronly bouffant and in, sometimes the, the, the guys would still kind of sense like, oh, this is <laughs> this is a slut or this thinks that it still can pull off slut. <laughs> so we got some brilliant reactions and I'm so glad the cameraman actually got a gorgeous young man to try to no, not the cameraman, he didn't get it on camera but a gorgeous young man stopped me and tried to give me my number, so you know what like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm celibate funny. 
Yeah, well, I didn't get it. I didn't give him my number, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I met a man on the pier too, and we went really? on a date to ride the Staten Island ferry, and I was gay bashed. Oh, I'm so sorry. On the date, what? and he said he just moved here from Jamaica uh, to escape mm-hmm. death, you know, for for being gay. And I was like, oh, come to New York. I'll get you killed in Cosmopolitan, right. you know, Manhattan. Are you gonna, guys going to go on another date? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure. I think we will see each other again right. as friends, maybe. Uh, not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not used to just meeting somebody. I'm, I'm used to meeting somebody and stay and whip it mm. out. So, you know, this looked like it would turn into something else, and I'm mm. scared. But no, I'm just kidding. It didn't scare me. It's just I'm, you know, what, whatever. He's a nice guy. I, I don't, I don't, I like visiting with him, and he likes to walk and stuff like that. So, but I'm not going to be having sex. So it kind of changes the reason why i would be in a relationship yeah and and he said something to me i thought was really bizarre or or i took it that way because i was stoned or whatever but Mm. we were going to get together and i let him know the day before that i couldn't and he you know before i knew it five minutes he was talking about oh you got to make time for other things and you can't just you know be so into your you know work oh god you don't even have time and, and i was thinking uh babe we just met and first of all i haven't worked now in seven months so if i'm busy it's not like i'm always busy (laughs) so i kind of thought why do people have these relationships because it's not no no i'm just not a relationship kind of person and maybe that's meant to be so but he's a nice guy that would be a red flag for me well yeah i was gonna say i'm like I i don't know you from moses like like yeah. relax oh no um, i know moses <laughs> no i know i knew him well well bunny before we go because this has been such a treat and i cannot tell you how happy we are that we got to have you yes, on our you show so um please tell us again where we can watch lady bunny and what child is this at voss v-o-s-s like the water events.com Nine ninety five uh, through January fourth. Um, I'm also in another show called Murray and Peter's A Drag Queen Christmas, which is me just doing a short thing with lots of the drag race girls from Brooklyn Heights to Shea Coulee. Um, there's like eight of them in a beautiful theater in Connecticut where we shot it. Had to get tested to go over there, and I got to meet Jada Essence Hall, who was a oh, scream, love her. absolute so scream. Oh my god! And she was funny as hell. I was like, was she this funny on the show? Because she is fucking cuckoo bird. Love her. And um and we and you know there's like a it's like a five camera shoot and so it's all very glamorous with like you know sparklers and effects and lighting and you know all that kind of stuff so one one shows all me and severely budget and one is very glitzy with a bunch of other drag stars and then with whole hateful Bianca we did the fake news with fake boobs HHN hateful hags network where we dish all the drag race stuff and I that's that. that's that's the 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 season 12 and all stars 5 drag race UK and Canada like the sherry pie and the uh, oh, yeah. the AJ and the queen jokes that's all if you keep up with it cuz see a lot of my age group they kind of trailed off from the drag race mm. Oh, After season well. six, seven or something, you know, <laughs> right like they still know Bob's. who the winner is, <laughs> but they still this this no during, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like as soon as soon as that thing walked in, basically, <laughs> they, uh, they, they said I'm done. Their logo, they were like, that's what it was saw logo. Like I'm canceling logo. Yeah. I, I thought that it was funny that one uh, reviewer of the show thought it was odd that we made so many jokes about Sherry Pie. And I was like, <laughs> I could only assume that he did not like that kind of, you know, joke. But I mean, all I was saying is that if you can get guys to do kinky things for you on camera, I'm hiring you as my acting coach. <laughs> Allison Mossy, (laughs) get out of casting and into acting. So she's now coaching me, and (laughs) hopefully, one of my future shows will be decent now. (laughs) Oh, I can't. That'd be such a good collaboration. Allison, Bunny, and Cher. That's what what we, Bunny and Cher, E. Oh, that would be such a good show. 
I mean, but well, actually, I heard that she was really good on the show, uh, you know, and had a, a lot of potential. But that's one of the things we say in HHN Black Networks is that, that oh, the casting is so fierce. The standards for drag queen, drag race, never performed, fine. <laughs> Uh, got no talent? Fine. Can't walk to a beat? Fine. Uh, cleverly trick guys to do something while impersonating a woman? Sashay away and don't come to the finale. <laughs> but, you know, one of those things that I thought was a bit too much was when the, the main guy at Out Magazine was calling for the entire season of Drag Race to be canceled. Mm. And I'm not saying this because I'm some friend of ruse or some sycophant of the show i'm not uh but the uh the that that's not common sense and that's coming from one of our biggest gay media outlets Mm -hmm. that's that's like the premier luxury you know like we're not tacky right uh gay media outlets and and i i think that that is really piling on and uh I, I don't know. It's like, well, like I said, I, I'm. I found it strange because they the argument of not showing Sherry Pie on the show or even canceling the show altogether was to say we're not going to glorify a sexual predator. But then they also have true crime, mm-hmm. at, you know, Law and Order, SVU, murder, uh, mur- you know, books after murderers, TV shows after murderers, TV shows after rapists. I mean, it's like an endless supply of the most morbid stories you could possibly imagine. And then what Sherry Pie did was absolutely wrong. And I understand VH1 saying, okay, we're going to take her out of the show because it looks bad on us and it's not fair to the other girls. But that being said, it's also not fair to the other girls who didn't trick somebody and who didn't do anything wrong and just want to go and showcase their talents and have their chance in the limelight. And so I don't think it would be right to take that away from them. Also the 150 cast and crew, Mm. I mean, well, I think you. I think your your. I think your viewpoint is similar to mine, and I think it's similar to most of the people, you know, on this. But so, so, what would an, a, a magazine that is acting so outraged about it? Are they are they wanting uh, ratings? I mean, of course, they get clickbait. Right. You know, I, I I don't get it. Are are they making a a a a, a non-troversy into a controversy because you know so that they get clickbait? Because I don't think that that's an accurate representation of the way that most. Most people feel about it. And to be quite honest with you, I, I only make jokes about what the public perception is because I don't know this challenge from season nine. I don't know this, how it relates to this season from season, you know, 11. I don't know all of the, the details. I mean, I know what people tell me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and what the buzz is. Um, you know, but uh, often I find it a very precious and weird. I got sit out magazine was also writing about, um, uh, something that didn't even make any sense about Canadian drag race judge Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. And they claim that he was a harsh judge and showed a, uh, uh, what do you call it, montage of his comments to um, the contestants along with Brooklyn, who told one uh, queen that the look was garbage Ooh. that was the word mm-hmm. garbage and 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 you know every time the guy said something to one of the queens it was like i liked your verve last week but this week you just didn't it was low energy and it's like you know why would you watch a show about with contestants and judges and then freak out when the judge right. judges, right. that's what right. you, that, 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 that's what, because you're sitting back there judging it too. And you don't even want a judge, you know, on the competition show that you tune into and, and love and get your life from. So it's like, uh, if, it, if, if the show truly is to, you know, mentor Queens and make them grow, then yes, that includes hearing some negative commentary for whoever the show says is the expert. Yeah. So we're right. freaking out over practically nothing. Well, it's like saying, yeah, I mean, you, again, I think that the part that we're also forgetting is that these are adults who are, professionals and I've worked in nightlife, I'm assuming for quite some time and are coming, they're all in accord. They've come on their own accord 
to come be judged. They've come right. to say whatever the judge has to say, I have to accept what they have to say. Now it's good television. You know, I liked watching Jimbo go after so-and-so because, you know, she didn't like how she was judged. And I, I like seeing the back and forth. Obviously that makes for good TV. It's a reality TV show. It's not a documentary. Um, but to sort of align drag race as some kind of puff piece for these mm-hmm. drag queens is not what the show is about. It's about adults who will do drag who come to the show and look, whether they agree or that they don't agree, these queens have a career. I mean, they have a, it's a huge platform they're on and they're all great and it's small judgment. Oh, <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> That's true. You're right. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> but you know, but do you see what I'm saying? It's like, we, I don't like we... that. I don't like that drag named Michelle Visage, but they have her there every <laughs> year. I don't care for her. She doesn't have the looks or the talent and the wardrobe. My God, it's pitiful. But she's on there every year. See, it's rigged. It's rigged. You heard it here. RuPaul's Drag Race is rigged. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, I think we're going to have to say goodbye to Bunny. But Bunny, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I mean, it means so much. Oh, I enjoyed it immensely. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I enjoyed it. And all the best to you. Holiday felicitations. And yes, all yes. And we'll look out. We'll we'll promote your show up until it's air. It's goes through January fourth. Great. We'll yes, keep it working. does, and it's on on demand at any time. It's I can't do these live shows where it's, I expect my ADD friends to, um, you know. Oh, oh, you got to be in front of a device at seven o'clock. <laughs> no, wait, it's eight o'clock. We had tech difficulties. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do the lives. I need to shoot it, edit it, and put it out. Well, all look, right. We love you very much. And thank I you for having me. All right. Thank you. Star Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.